Hi, welcome to the CyberSec Migrant Podcast. My name is Femi and I'm your host. On this podcast, we share in-depth interviews, stories, and insightful discussions with industry experts, professionals, and thought leaders. We review industry trends, offer career guidance, share success stories, and reveal tips to help you thrive in cybersecurity, whether you're new to the profession or a seasoned veteran. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to this episode of the CyberSec Migrant. Okay, so welcome today, Guinea. It's been, it's been, it's been it's, it's a great pleasure to have you here. I know it took a while to set this up, but, you know, eventually we're here, yay, you know, talking about all things. It's better late than yes, ever. Yes, better late than ever. I totally agree. Um, and I, I was going to start by saying that one of the things that really impresses me about your profile and you as a person is there's so many things you're involved in, you know, uh, conferences, the Canadian Cybersecurity Network, you know, all of that, running your podcast as well, running your business. So there's so many things that's happening. And I think that's a, that's, it's a motivational factor for people like me as well, who are also trying to follow in your footsteps, you know, so, but I know you're not originally Canadian, like I'm not, you know, so no. tell us your story. <laughs> Wow, you just put me like in the deep water right away, you know, start from zero. So, Evgeny, I uh, originally from a country that doesn't exist anymore, the former Soviet Union, but uh, Ukraine. I moved from Kiev, Ukraine in 1990s with my, with my family. It was still USSR. We moved to Israel. My father decided it's a better future. I am Jewish. So, but I didn't really know why we moving to Israel. I was quite a little boy. I moved to Israel, did my school there, almost like a joke. A friend of mine was going to a nautical college, and my mom was thinking that if I'm not going to do an exam, I failed the exam, and I will start learning because I was <laughs> really doing well in school. I passed the exam, so I joined the school. You know? So I joined the school, and I finished a, a number of years in nautical school, okay. did my... Uh, did my college there for computer science as well. Okay. Moved to the Navy. In the Navy, did a lot of different IT, Linux, Windows, cabling, patching cable. Mainframes? Like <laughs> During this time, my brain can... No mainframes on, a, on, on the ships, <laughs> other things. So you know what? Here is one for you. What was the typical size of these cats? Of the, we have the five-inch... Yeah, seven inch, five eight inch, eight three inch. Point, one point four four three point five. Yeah, yeah, there was three point five. Yeah, yes. So we had we had eight inch these wow. cats in army. It was like this. All the capacity. And so we. How many MB? Like two remember. MB. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, so, but I I do remember there was a couple of systems that basically was 1979. So basically my age, the same systems. So we were in charge to fix in all the systems. And I was had the kind of an interesting part to also move from these ancient systems to LAN, networking, Linux, modern switching from serial connection RS232 to RG45. It was the, the, the beginning of understanding how stuff worked. But during this time, I had no idea what cybersecurity mean, honestly. Like I knew the IP. So I I graduated left uh, Navy. And I had the opportunity to, to join Checkpoint. Ooh, okay. Checkpoint, one of the 
I don't know if it's the biggest right now, but probably one of the more established companies in the world that have been around for a very, very long time. And I still remember the interview and my managers are still there, we're still buddies, told me that one of the things that kind of made him hire me in the end, because we were riding in the elevator and the elevator had these options to press the floor and unplace the floor. So I was very (laughs) curious to understand why why it's working. I like this curiosity in you because your job is QA. Your job is going tinker with the firewalls to understand what's working. And I needed someone that's going to be curious. Someone's going to not just follow the book, but will come up with their own test grounds. So I actually tested one of the first UTM devices Ooh. even existed because Palo was not there. Cisco was not still there. Checkpoint came out with the idea of UTM before. So when was this? How long ago? And my job was to understand. Mind us, how long ago? We're talking about uh, 2005. That's a long time. So UTM has been around for a long time. That's the point I'm getting at. No. Yes. 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 So I needed to learn how HTTP work, how HTTPS working, how SMTP working, POP3, and many other protocols, and able to tinker, understand the firewall actually proceeding this correctly you probably remember when you download something big it will tell you thank you for downloading please be patient we're scanning this file yeah so this is like all the messages we i need to understand does it need to scan everything can we allow the file whatever the malware in the file was very very interesting so i moved to canada in 2006 because my sister was here i came to visit my sister because I wanted to meet my niece and I was very excited to spend time with my niece and I was able to find a job here. I was lucky in a way because we found a company called Horjury Group. They were looking for checkpoint engineers. Uh, I called them, connected with the Israeli dude. (laughs) So soft skills connection. Yes. Like, hey, come over. I had no suit. I had nothing to wear (laughs) that's supposed to wear for the interview. My brother-in-law like, hey, just grab mine. It's like, dude, you're like two sizes bigger than me. Like, what do you mean? So I came with the jeans and a blue t-shirt says open mine. <laughs> nice and one. During nice the interview, they asked me what kind of person you are. I like open mine. <laughs> this was the end of the interview. Good to go. I had my technical interview. My English wasn't as good, but there was clear understanding that I know my shit. Excuse my French. Because I was thinking this fire was for the last couple of years, oh. two years. So when I moved to Canada, my assumption was that everybody's at working checkpoint know how to debug files. You were wrong. Understand <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh my God, bro. <laughs> the day and night I was wrong. I was like, oh, we're going to just debug the firewall. What are you going to do with the firewall? He's like, oh, we're going to run these comments and understand exactly what's happening with the packets. And they're like, what? How do you know how to do this? <laughs> yes. So. It was a bit, but having said this, I didn't know how to administer it for mm, Okay. Because my policy was always like five, five rules, you know. I was testing the, uh, the the guts of the firewall, not the policy creation of the firewall. And I'll come to a customer, they have like a thousand rules. I was like, I don't know how you do this, you know, how you do all the griefs. <laughs> not something I used to, it's very simple. So it was definitely interesting to understand the culture. And then you go to change management mm, okay what yeah. change what change who <laughs> because again i coming from the idea i can do anything i want i will have like my 15 or 20 different firewalls 
So the learning curve was very different. But as an immigrant, it was challenging because you have an accent. Not everybody always understand you. You may be making typos. There was a funny story that people still remember to remember, like remind me. I came to a customer. I went snowboarding. <laughs> I just thought about snowboarding before. Yeah, snowboarding. snowboard. And I, yes, I actually twisted my ankle. Painful. And like coming to a customer, and I'm telling the customer like, "Hey, Evgeny, what's up with you? Like, why are you walking so funny?" And I'm telling, I twisted my ankle. You know, because I made a mistake. Mistake an ankle. I, I say ankle. So till this day, when I see these people, like, hey, how is your <laughs> uncle doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, I get that too. We get that also as well. The accent can be challenging and, um, you know, but you just have to, you know, do what you have to do, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I took accent reduction courses. Okay. I did a variety of stuff. Um, actually, the most impacting part for me, as funny as it is, I found a guy that basically teach vocal, voice development, okay. and thinking. And like, I'm going to go learn this. But I realized that, you know, it's the same as you tell somebody, hey, you don't know how to ride a bicycle or a scooter, go ride a motorcycle. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make any sense. So it's, it's, so, it's, it's, yeah. so it's the same here. You're trying to teach somebody to, th- to sing. Guess what? The regular presentations, the regular expressions become much better so I'm, don't get me wrong i'm not I, I didn't become a singer okay i, I still <laughs> bad there but he helped me to understand my pitch he helped me to understand that i'm very fast how to slow down how to breathe correctly so the accent still there yeah it's just a lot as you probably hear but the way i communicate the way i breathe the way i slow down majority of people understand what i'm talking and how i communicate yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I know that always helps. Um, I myself also, coming from Nigeria, it's we tend to speak very fast. I, I know I speak, people have told me, can you slow down a bit? I'm like, yes, I'm trying to. So sometimes I forget and I go off like that and I'm like, oh no, I need to slow down. So I try to slow down and do all of that. Um, and then it's, it's, it's been getting better. It's been helping, you know. But one of the things I wanted to bring out there was like, I remember when you said um, you went into that interview and you had only blue jeans and t-shirt that said open mind you know how did because i i see that as being you know not just showing that you were willing to do it but also that's a mindset change as well you know that okay well it's a new country everything is new but i'm going to keep an open mind i'm going to learn as much as i can to go into how would you say you know that requirement sort of remap your brain if you will played into getting you to where you are today no it's definitely adapting it's definitely understands that i'm okay i'll tell you a story you're gonna laugh <laughs> so i i got hired i moved i coming to work and i realized that i'm coming to, i came in jeans <laughs> i didn't understood that everybody had a dress code not suit but i need to have a dress pants and a dress shirt but friday was a casual day when it came to my interview it was a casual day everybody wore in jeans so i got lucky there so I'm coming home to my sister in shock, like, uh, not dressed correctly. So I got like, hey, dude, it's not how you dressed. Okay. We're going to winners. We're going to different stores. We're going shopping. and start buying <laughs> shopping. Great. I'm coming to work. And after a week, 
Robert Horjovic, actually, funny enough, the boss called me like, Evgeny, come here. I'm like, what? I'm grateful that you have a dress, t-shirt, a dress pants, and a dress shoes. Guess what? White socks, not really matching what you have right now. <laughs> so I'm fully embarrassed. <laughs> so all this effort, and then it was like, white socks. No, no. <laughs> so I'm fully embarrassed. And it, part of me is like, oh. But then, you know, you slow down. You, like, take yourself. And you're like, okay. He didn't try to offend me. He didn't try to laugh at me. He actually spent time to educate me. And I think it's a very important part that we as an immigrant, not we, like I think a lot of people, not just immigrants, are not always want to have criticism. And it's hard to separate between constructive criticism, criticism and advice. Are you trying to make fun of me? Are you trying to help me? So it's very hard to stop for a second and kind of breeze, count to three, do box breathing or whatever <laughs> you want to do. I think, okay, why is it did this? Does it want to help me or does it want to laugh at me? And in the majority of the cases, honestly, people trying to help yeah. you. But we in Canada, we are very polite. We don't want to be rude. So for somebody to come and tell you, you're not doing X, Y, Z, or you should be doing that, it's mean it requires them effort. So stop. You know how you, the fishing campaigns, stop, sink, then yes. click. So the same here, stop, sink, then react. kind of reflect and then decide. Like gr be grateful that somebody actually stop you and tell you this now and not when you went to a customer or presentation and make more laugh for exactly. yourself. Yeah. Better early than later. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very good. Yes. So still on the, still on the part, the conversation around developing yourself and soft skills, what would you say? And I know majority of our audience is a cybersecurity focused audience, but anybody can listen to this. What would you say are the besides my mom and your mom? <laughs> yes, guess, yeah. my mom is not very cybersecurity. No, she's not. She keeps on sending me all those <laughs> messages every day, forwarding those messages on WhatsApp and everything. And I'm like, so, so I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, my dad listened to some of my podcasts on YouTube. He's like, oh my god, I listened to the podcast. How this happened? It's like that I uploaded that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, you know, and it's, I, I, we love them for what they are, but sometimes they're not at the same level as we are. He loves them, so, yes. But what would you say would be, if, if someone was saying to you now, Evgeny, I'm new to the country, I'm trying to build my career in cybersecurity, what are the three biggest skills you think I should develop the most? What would you say as a new immigrant? Soft skills are going to be number one. You know, understand emotional intelligence, soft skills, connecting to people. This is like, I think it's very, very basic. I, I may be biased as well because I'm spending a lot of time there and I'm also writing a book Ooh, on, nice. on the area, but I think it's definitely important. To Happy to talk about the book in a second. Two, don't listen to everyone what they're saying what you should do. So don't listen to Evgeny to become a pen tester or become this. Because me personally, I mean, not so people say oh, you have to become data that. Read and understand, talk to people what type of jobs and opportunities exist. Then understand, hey, go to chat GPT. Understand what network analyst does, what ar network architect does. Understand what is the job entitled. What does risk management mean? And then back to reflection. What do you, who are you? What do you like? 
are you what kind of do you like talking to people do you like to be thinking with devices or do you like to go very deep in nuances or you like to have a bigger picture based on this define the path for you i think you and me potentially not like we kind of I landed, 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 landed until I realized what I want to do. It took me 15 years <laughs> to kind of understand what I like to do because it was just moving. I was there. I was here. Go do that. Go do that. We needed to fix this problem, that problem. But if you're starting, you have this opportunity to do anything you want. Like, think about that. None of our generation started in cybersecurity. Yeah. We all started in some type of IT. Yes, very true. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. And then we came to the point, okay, I was doing networking and Linux and OS in, in the Navy before I came to cyber. Many, many people were like administrator helping people on board fixing laptops or was a network engineers. But right now for the last probably 10 years, you can go and learn cybersecurity right away and become a cybersecurity expert from previous experience. And then you ask these people, uh, how's DNS working? What exactly? How DCP yeah. is working? What? So this is a kind of bring the third part. I firmly believe that even if you're not a technical person, completely, please learn understand how internet is working. Just understand the system that you're dealing every day that making this communication happen. Just spend some time. Don't go very deep on every point in IP protocol. But the general idea, oh, I think it's important. So basically, we came to soft skills, understanding what you want, and understanding basic basic information about technology, I guess, yeah, networking. True, true, I agree. Because I think, like, also, my background, my background, I started out, my very first foray into IT, well, 2000 and five i think it was was data bit administration and then i went and did some networking and then that was just after you know the web boom started and then everybody was all about dreamweaver and building websites so i did a lot of that and then i did networking <laughs> dreamweaver right you remember dreamweaver and then you know but i spent the last six seven yep. years in cybersecurity. but i would always say that that experience working in those various areas sort of helped me become who i am today because now, you know, yeah, I'm talking to you about, you know, you're talking about policies or we're talking about frameworks. I can understand why certain things have to happen a certain way because I understand what's happening if I don't do it that way. But coming into, which I think it's, it's in a way, it's a detriment to doing cybersecurity from the get-go because you don't understand the nuances of these other areas of um, cybersecurity. So very true, very true, very good idea. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question that I see, I hope going to help someone because you mentioned frameworks. Framework, you can say it's very easy. You have questions, you're asking questions, and you're like, check, 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 into your hands. I'm simplifying. <laughs> yes. But if you understand what does the question mean and somebody tell you, no, we don't have this control, we don't doing this, then you can say, okay, Elaborate me. You're what doing. are you doing? What if you're doing that? So as a consulting person, as a professional person, you're not going to fail someone because they don't have this particular naming. You can guide them and help them to, one, understand maybe they're doing it differently. Maybe 
they don't do it, then you can actually recommend them to do it in one a different way. So you help the customer or you now uncover opportunity to upsell a service as part of your own business or your company business. Yeah. Then I think it's very, very important. Doesn't matter what you do, you need to look for more opportunities to one, help the customers, two, to sell more, why not? Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree because I think that that's many businesses sometimes and I was having a conversation with someone last week about this. Many businesses sometimes forget that you're in business because of the customer. So customer is happy, makes you happy. You can tell the customer what to do or how they should do their business. Find a way to help them do what they want to do better. You don't force them. You know, um, It was a very funny story. Being a neighbor. About why we moved from why blackberry died basically it was like blackberry was you know the king of you know of smart devices you know they had a qwerty keyboard and everybody i think nokia brought out a touch screen and they were like nobody wants a touch screen everyone wants a keyboard and they stayed there forever until now they're all history so you should learn to be adaptable um the other thing i was going to actually so talk about so yes you have to learn to be you have to be you know learn soft skills learn all those things that are going to help you improve you have to you know Put yourself out there. Now, the last three years have been weird. You know, COVID has done a number on all of us. Because I remember when I moved to Canada, I I moved here. I printed my resume, went downtown Vancouver. I think I went to like 20 different agencies and said, hey, this is me. I'm new here. This is what I can be. Now, you go to it and there, there were people in the offices there. Today, there's no one in the office. <laughs> Everyone is remote. <laughs> so... How would you say, so if someone is new now, you know, because things are a bit different now, I'm trying to find that first opportunity. What would you advise? What's the best way to go about getting that first opportunity, you know? So there's a couple of things. And uh, what I'm saying to people, and people may agree or disagree, coming back to the interview, if you go to the interview, you're going to have it right now. If you know, you're going to have a shoes, dress code, if you're a girl or a guy, depending on the, on the suit you're wearing, but you're going to spend some money to basically look professional. You maybe have a backpack, you maybe have a case, whatever it is, you're going to look professional. You're going to go do a haircut, but basically you don't want to look like a bum from exactly. the street. What I sometimes see with people that they assume that because right now we are doing virtual, we don't need to have all this. So here's the interesting part. We don't really wear suits right now on the calls. It's look yeah, ridiculous in, in most of the cases. We have t-shirt. We maybe have shorts. We maybe change something. But I believe we change a bit what we need to do. So I firmly believe you can go and spend time to have some light. That you're going to be look okay. You know, it's dark right now here, but I have lighting around me to make sure I'm not look like a vampire. <laughs> we can put... We can put money and get a camera. We can, sorry, we can put money, have a microphone. I have a green screen behind me, but in this case, it's actually covered. Uh, but we can put money in our appearance, even so it's digital. Yeah. Appearance or like appearance or this. So like, it doesn't mean you have a green screen, but you have a nice wall. You have a picture. You can have something else behind you, but you want to look not like you're coming out of the cave and nobody can see you. You want to understand, okay, I have a light on right on top of me and my skin color is different, for example, 
As in, if this light, nobody can see me. Like, don't come with the hat. Nobody can see your eyes. Yeah. People sometimes come and I talk to them, but you can barely see their eyes because of the lighting or because of whatever it is. So spend some time and understand how people can gonna look you. Like I know, for example, I have a window over there and it's around 3, 4 p.m. If I don't block the window, it's gonna shine on my face like this. Nobody <laughs> can see me, you know? So, yeah. And it happened to me in the first time I was on the panel and I had it to me because I was not thinking about this first. So this is one part. Create an environment where people are going to talk to you and they're going to feel you there. Also, think about the screens and think about how people are going to look you. Are you going to look inside the camera or are you going to look on the screen on the side? Are you going to see some of your face? All these things are a matter as well. Now, unfortunately, with the amount of screens we have, with the TikToks <laughs> and the attention spam, yeah. you need to make sure the other person care about you yes you need to engage you need to prepare you need to do your homework everything is on linkedin so go on the linkedin understand who you're talking to understand who they're talking to who they have get some information be prepared kind of the part of soft skills is being report building report so you can understand, okay, which college they learn to. Now, don't be like a stock person, a stocky <laughs> person that you will come and you know everything about yeah. them. And they're like, who are you, dude? But have a conversation. Also be engaging with them. And I think one important part, you kind of need to spread your shoulders and you need to formally believe they, they're not just hiring you, you're deciding to go work there. Like, it's not like hiring. they doing you a favor. Yes, they're not doing you a favor to hiring you. You're also deciding this. So, like, you know, desperate people, you can feel yes. the desperation. A mile away. So, yes, it's hard. Yes. Yes, it's hard. It's maybe faking until you make it. Go to push-ups before that, you know. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever, this pump yourself yeah. and... Yeah, smile. Pretend you're going on a date, you know, and you're you're scared, but you're still showing up, you know, and you're smiling and you're doing what you're doing. So this is important. You need to show this image, even so it's scary, even so it's hard, and it's completely like, but I'm was so desperate to find this interview, and now you want me to do something else completely. No, I just want you to be yourself, but. With energy. Exactly. <laughs> like happy, people don't want the miserable people. Exactly. I completely agree. I think sometimes, and I think that's something we can all blame COVID a bit. You know, COVID removed that social that social aspect of our lives, that, you know, getting into Because I, I yes. know that one of the things I used to look forward to at my job was, well, my, my former job, not the current one, was you go to the office and every morning we spend about 20 minutes around the, in the kitchen, you know, around the coffee, you know, telling those stories, you know, having those experiences, those exchanges, those were always fun, you know. And then lunchtime, we're all in the yes, lunchroom around the table. And, you know, what, are you, what did you do last week? What are you doing next week? Talk about the family. All of that helps. And it's so relaxed. But with COVID, we're all hiding behind the screen and just took that away. So I think getting that back um, it would definitely be good. I think that's very important also, like you said. Confidence, confidence, very, confidence. Very, very important. Um, grow that confidence. You were going to say any final words, you know, say, okay. Someone said to you, okay, I've listened to all of these things you've said, you know. Um, I'm going to try to identify what part of cybersecurity 
makes me me would be more successful or or even not cybersecurity, even if it's whatever career you want to do, because I say to people, you should understand yourself and know what you're doing too. Because if you're doing what you love, then it's like being paid for doing nothing, which is fun, right? So if you were someone just said, okay, I've thought of all of these things, but I'm still having, you know, imposter syndrome, or I still have a little a few doubts in myself, you know, just give me three pieces of advice, you know, to bring it all back together. One, it's not hurting to have somebody like a therapy, if it's a friend or somebody professional to talk to, to express yourself. Two, find meetups, find people to connect to, go on LinkedIn, find groups, talk to other people that are similar in a space to you or people already found a job, mm -hmm. you know, and you talk to them and understand. So find people to talk to. And I think it's very important to engage on LinkedIn as well. Many people just go and scrolling on LinkedIn and not also commenting. So building networking and not just connecting to people blindly, it's actually commenting on what they're posting, asking them questions, creating conversation, and then connecting to them, asking for help. I think majority of us have been around for a long time, will be happy to help, but we just don't want you to connect to us and just, hey, help me, help me find a job. Like, doesn't work yeah. like this. You know, comment on my post. Tell me about yourself. Tell me what you did so far. Tell me what you're looking for. Not just blindly ask, I need a job. Can you help me? It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No, like, what are you struggling? What is the rejection you had? So this is number two. Number three, you know what? Just spend time outdoors, guys, like girls. Just go spend time outside, re recoup the energy, because you need this time, you not just sit the entire eight to 12 hours near the laptop. It's not always the time, it's the quality of the time you spend there. So go outside, have fresh air, spend time with the kids, with the family, with your spouse, go play some sport, come back more energized, do it again. Exactly, I think that's, that's, that's sound advice. You can't go wrong with any of those pieces of advice. You know? Go outdoors, it's always, it's, fantastic outdoors. In fact, I think after this, I'm going outdoors to go find something. Maybe a walk around the lake close to my house. It's getting a bit dark, but hey, I'll put on my flashlight. Be great. But, um, but thank you so much, Evgeny. It was good to have this conversation. I really enjoyed this time. Um, and I'm sure the audience found it useful as well. Maybe I'm going to get you on sometime later. Maybe after ski and after ski and snowboard, then we can come back and you know if there's any new developments. Because I would like to pick your brains on some new things that are happening. You know, zero trust is becoming very big. You know, there's ChatGPT and generative AI. There's so many things happening. In fact, I was going to ask you, you know, but maybe for a future episode, the whole Game of Thrones that happened at OpenAI a few weeks ago. What do you think? <laughs> You know what? For me, the lesson was just wait. Just don't go read everything. Wait a couple of days. Don't panic because it just feels nothing just happening. And it was for me mind blowing how many people spend their valuable time to comment on LinkedIn and other networks about what happened. It's just like, just wait a couple of days. Yes, wait a couple of days and somebody will tell you what's happening. I guess if it was like, okay, we found a zero-day attack here and here and here. Okay, now we're talking about maybe we need to understand because we need, we need to have it. But there was too much drama. And I think 
if you calculate the amount of hours people spend to cover the drama, <laughs> you can probably buy a guitar. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So, but let's leave it there. Thank you so much again for coming on today. Really appreciate it. That's been, that's been nice. And until next time, hopefully we'll have you here again and we can have another conversation. But Maybe you'll come to the conference and we'll do one face-to-face. Uh, -face. Possibly, possibly yes. I, I, I think I have Toronto on my list to travel to sometime soon. So I should, I should go there. Sounds leave good the rain in Vancouver behind. <laughs> but yes. yes. Oh, yes. Until next time, this has been Femi. And thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much.